Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined, as always, on Friday mornings by... Lord Reeves himself, Rich Rebar from Sharp Football. We pick our five favorite games against the spread. Coming off of uh, a good and entertaining Thursday night football game, Daryl Henderson, he is the Deontay Johnson of wide receiver, (laughs) of running backs, as you put it. He gets nicked up on like every drive, but... I mean, D Hendo, he's he's gonna be a running back one, I think, if he if he finds a way to play, I don't know, 14 games. Yeah, I mean, he lo- he's looked good every time he's been in the game. I and mean, we saw Sony kind of get in there for we don't know how much the split's gonna be. We saw McVeigh kind of talk about it after the game that he probably will play Sony. It sounds like they will play him a little bit more, but he only in the second half came in for that one drive. So I mean, it still seems like it's gonna be uh, you know, Henderson kind of is the, the crux of the ball carrier uh, and a great offense. So, hey, that's, a, that's all we want, you know, to kind of latch on to. So I feel like he's still been one of the better values where, what, he's going like the fifth round, like kind of because he slipped a little bit. So he's been one of the better values in that kind of area where a lot of running backs have not been good. Uh, people were yeah, taking I mean, Mike Davis over him. Or, or uh, I mean, Javante Williams hasn't happened yet. Um, Josh Jacobs, you know, losing touches to, to Peyton Barber, though it sounds like poor, poor, bad luck for the Las Vegas Raiders, Peyton Barber on uh, uh, maybe going to have to go on the, the short term IR, but uh, just a, a very weird week of picking games. I mean, I, I struggled to, I struggled to find uh, like a, a clear number one. And uh, I, I think on weeks like this, what I end up doing is I just end up taking really big numbers and and hoping basically because I just yeah I don't I don't even what and normally the number one is like a narrative street thing um but uh yeah I don't I don't have a ton of great slam dunks this week where where are you starting with your number five uh yeah it's a it's a really interesting week uh there's a couple I feel kind of confident about but these fringe kind of picks are are kind of dicey uh so I'm gonna go with the team that I've kind of been against all opening month of the season and the Saints it doesn't feel good especially trusting a team I'm, I'm down on big picture on the road uh but still under three points and man I feel like Taylor Heineke is like one of these dudes that's like he's like the Aaron Paul meme right like he can't keep getting away with it. Yeah. Dude, like, like he just he just makes these insane plays that like have no business of being completions. Uh, and the, it, maybe that's just like transitive property from Ryan Fitzpatrick. He just passed it on to him. But it's just insane some of the plays that like Washington's getting bailed out. And the man, this Washington defense, like what what is going on in the back end here in Washington? I don't know if the Saints are going to exploit it because they have tried to hide their passing game. But literally every single signal in this game is telling Sean Payton to like open it up a little bit more brother uh maybe they will maybe they won't i like i said i'm not immensely confident in this but i do feel like heineke has really kind of been like a little bit 
fortunate so far in some of his play. And I just don't really like this Washington, you know, defense right now. I'm on, so. I'm on this one uh, for sure. I didn't, it did not make my list, but it, this is, uh, so I mean, another contest where you have to pick every single game. And uh, I definitely, I definitely took the saints here. I mean, the, the basic reason why I didn't want to include this on my list of five is taking Jameis on the road, (laughs) taking Jameis on the road against a defense that should theoretically be good. Uh, Like, I don't know. I mean, I can, I can just see, I can just see Jameis um, really Jameising this one. Uh, So I I don't, I did not feel uh, particularly strongly about this one. I don't feel particularly strong about having five. (laughs) It's, it's a weird, it's just a weird week. Like I just like some of these games, I'm like, I don't know. I like, I can really see it going. I can really see it going either way. And normally I like to If have... it was three or more, I probably would have just stayed away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. My number five, again, I don't feel super strong about this one, but the Eagles plus three against the Panthers. I think the Panthers defense has played a little bit above their skis thus far. I mean, what they gave up, they gave up 36 points to the Cowboys last week. Uh, they looked much more like what maybe what our preseason expectations would have been for the Panthers last week. And I mean, you know, people can, can have all their criticisms of Nick Sirianni and Jalen hurts and everything, but Jalen hurts has played mostly good football. Uh, you know, they were competitive against the chiefs had, had their defense been able to do anything against the chiefs. I mean, what Clyde Edwards Hilaire ran for 105 yards on like 11 carries or something like they just put up, no resistance there but i i mean this feels this feels like this should be more like that the saints washington football team game where it should be like one and a half or two i feel like the full three is a lot of um i feel like the full three is a lot of respect for for sam darnold at this stage in his career it got i think it opened at four so it's already gotten some steam on the eagle side to get it to three already yeah i wish i trusted nick sirianni uh at any level uh, i mean this is a team that had 460 yards and didn't punt and still had no shot to win uh last week um i just wish he had i i wish i could trust his game plan game planning at all and it looks like the cowboys kind of showed the kind of the blueprint like if you have a good if you have a big physical offensive line that is kind of the key to like the smaller fronts that the that carolina gives you you can take advantage of them in the run game and i don't know if the eagles can do that with their just battered offensive line it sucks that they keep having to go through this every year but uh yeah i don't i don't mind this either because you have the hurts wild card element uh to kind of sneak in here and uh get, get you get you within the striking distance yeah i mean what 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 have your thoughts been on on jalen hurts has he been, yeah, he's uh, been fine he's, yeah yeah and he's but he's he is the uh he's the he's Konami not the problem dude. he's definitely not the problem <laughs> Yeah, like, no, if he, you look at this Eagles team uh, and where they are at this station now, will he will he prevent them from still pursuing like a Deshaun Watson if they still can? I don't know. He, or, or he should. In, in my opinion, I think he's played well enough that they should not be in the market for, you know, spending a ton of draft capital or whatever. Whereas like the Dolphins, I don't know. I mean, are, is Tua ever going to play enough games? Like I, I, I would be more I would be much more understanding uh, of the Dolphins doing it than of the the Eagles doing it at this point yeah it's interesting to see how it plays out uh, but yeah I think he's definitely played well enough to, to to keep sinking into I wish that they would start game planning him more to actually have designed runs and 
using that capacity of his game, but they still just have been reluctant the, the opening month. So hopefully Nick Sirianni gets some religion in that in that regard. Yeah. All right. Uh, number four. What do you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. Um, it's I, I mean it's it's a large number. This is but... this is my three. Okay. Yeah, it's a large number, and you know the. The Giants have been a little bit game here and there, but they still, if you look at Daniel Jones's game last week, he was uh, 10.3% completion rate over expectation. Uh, His his expected completion rate was bottom four in the league last week. So I don't know how many Daniel Jones heater passing games we're going to get on, but he had one last week. Uh, So I don't really know. He hasn't really been turned the ball over. His only interception is actually a Hail Mary in that game last week on the season. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you look at the Cowboys right now, like it's, they just look like Kellen Moore is in his bag right now. Like is whatever Dude, they want to do, man. Like, killing it. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, then paired with Dak, you know, Dak pre, you know, pre-snap at the line of scrimmage, like they, they just look like an offense that's going to really run through, uh, a lot of these like mediocre to bad defenses. And I just don't, and then we've seen that the giants too, as well as they came back and like against the saints last week we are just two weeks removed from them, like losing a game at home to Atlanta Falcons. So, I mean, I, I'll just go with the Cowboys here. I feel like they're just a, a completely superior team than, than the giants and just kind of swallow that and just easily move on. I, I think that in a weird way, the giants are actually getting overrated because they almost beat, they almost beat, uh, what the, they almost beat the Washington football team and they almost beat the Falcons. And this is, uh, I, cause I make fun of the giants on Twitter all the time. So I, I get this all the time. Actually, Daniel Jones is playing pretty well. You know, I'm I, at the, this, this is what giants fans say to me is they say, actually, I'm pretty encouraged cause, uh, they're going to fire Gettleman and they're going to fire Joe judge. But, but, but Daniel Jones is actually good. Daniel, like, uh, we, we have a building block and, I mean, one, God bless you, if that's the lesson that you're taking away. Well, you know, from this I live season. with a Giants fan, so I yeah. go through this. The, yeah, I go what, through is, the that, is this coaster. your son? Is your he's son the, on he's, the Daniel Jones train? I mean, it depends on the day, man. It depends on how he played. The previ- It depends on the previous throw, basically. I remember he, in the preseason, remember he threw like a terrible interception in the end zone. And my son was like, you know, it's just not going to happen. I'm, I'm done with him. And then, you know, week two against the football team, they're like, well, they're using him in the RPO game and they're figuring this out. And he's like, you know, he's looking a little better. And then they lose the Falcons. He's like, this team is terrible. They're going to be 0-10. And, and then last week, he's like, Daniel Jones is back. Daniel Jones is back. Daniel Jones back. Is back. So, yeah. <laughs> it's it's hilarious to, to, to live that like just glass case of emotion that is the Giants fan base. And you know, now that Saquon is playing, uh, it looks like he's kind of a little bit back to you. People are excited. I mean, the the thing is, is the Cowboys are just good. The defense has been way better than anyone expected. They can run the ball and and the offensive line. I mean, they they can they Zeke is averaging like 5.4 yards per carry and Pollard's averaging like 6.8 yards per carry. And it's like all the offensive line. Cause they're just generating so much push on every single play. And uh, Dak, did you, the, the Dak quote this morning? No, no one's going to tell me I can't run. So maybe we'll start getting some Konami code from Prescott soon, but I'm, I am feeling, uh, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about them right now. And, you know, obviously that's going to definitely going to change. Like when they go up against one of these NFC West teams in the playoffs and they definitely get punched in the mouth, but it feels, it feels pretty good right now. Yeah. Listen, look at Gallup back too. like, it's going to, the offensive identity isn't going to be exactly what it's been these last three games. I think they'll even throw more here because the giants have been more of a, a neutral defense. They don't have like a glaring, like week. they don't play like one style where they try to invite you to do one thing. And the Cowboys have faced 
three teams in a row that kind of do that. So I do think there'll be some more passing, but also I think they'll still be running a lot of two tight end sets because it looks like Amari's just like, I don't know if Amari just needs like a week off or just like he just to Dude, get he right. Definitely but... ne- he needs a week <laughs> off. He definitely needs a week off. But maybe because they don't have Gallup and with Amari being nicked up uh, already, they're just forced to play so much, you know, 12 personnel. They're at 34% 12 personnel. It's fourth in the NFL. They were just 21% last year. So I do think they are still going to run a lot of 12 personnel here with Amari banged up and Gallup out. But when Gallup comes back, I think we can see some things. Maybe and they're, and, and they're both playing well. Schultz and Jarwin are both playing well. So there's no reason to to not do it uh all right my number four uh i have the baltimore ravens so i i this is maybe cheating a little bit because the consensus line is minus seven but there are a couple books the the FanDuel sports book and uh points bet you can get it at minus six and a half i i don't think the half point matters that much really in the end but i have the baltimore ravens at home against the indianapolis colts the Colts are bad. They can't stop anyone on defense. They can't generate any positive plays on offense. I mean, they're just not, uh, they're just not a good team. Carson Wentz is like, Carson Wentz is like the black Knight for Monty Python, right? He's got, he's got, both of his legs have been chopped <laughs> off and he's still sticking through these games. They don't want to go to, to Eason or to Ellinger or, or what they, they signed Hunley off of uh, the someone's practice squad. I mean, I don't know. The Colts are just going to have one of those seasons where it's just not going to happen for them. And, and if I, I like Frank Reich, I think he's a really good coach. Um, so that's a bummer, but against, against good teams like this, I think they're just going to get crushed. Yeah. They're one of those teams. I think we always brought it up last year too, with them and their run as like, you know, they're great against like the, the bottom teams and the, and the mediocre teams. Then when they have to punch up, they can't. Uh, I, what's crazy about the Colts is they're going to be probably live all year because that division is the, that's the NFC yep. East of this year. Like, there's yep. just no because the the Jaguars and the Texans aren't going to be there, and the Titans just defense is so bad, so gonna, bad. Like, dude, yeah. they, they they I mean I mean you can't like give up points to the Jets. <laughs> I would I would take I would take the Titans this week if I had any confidence that they would be able to stop the the Jaguars on offense because I think the Jaguars are yeah. like Urban Meyer, dude. What's the what's the use? But I don't know. I mean, Trevor Lawrence might just do the damn thing against them because they're so bad. Yeah, he, I mean, he could. Lawrence is coming off of his best game of the season, too. So the Jaguars, have, and they've shown a couple, like, signs of life, like some fleeting moments, at least to where they're functional, whereas the Jets didn't even score the previous two games and still came out and scored 23 points. Or, you know, uh, it's just, yeah, the Titans' defense is just dreadful. So it's crazy as the Colts, like, they could lose this game, be one and four, and they're still going to be drawing live to, like, drawing Carson live. Wentz. to in Because, remember, they have to give up that first-round pick if Wentz plays 75% of the snaps. Yeah, but like we'll never be out of it to say like, oh, let's just sit him. Like it's crazy. They're going to be drawing live, so like, so they're going to be incentivized to like keep playing him. I mean, what's really the difference <laughs> between Carson Wentz and Brett Hundley at this point? I mean, it's raw. It's hard to. I can't even really blame Wentz. He's playing. He's like out there, like really gutting it out, and like the offensive line is trash. They're, they've had so many injuries, and he's playing on like two for for two like hurt ankles. I don't even. It feels just like I don't want to punch down on Carson Wentz right now. I don't want to it's just bad it's a bad situation <laughs> it is it is uh it is a bad situation <laughs> i do sort of feel bad for him but i i mostly also just believe in the ravens right like i mean they're they're dealing with all of these injuries and stuff uh they're dealing they're dealing with all of these injuries and stuff but i mean they're like we saw it last week right for, they're up against a team that's not as good and i mean maybe they got a, like a little bit lucky or whatever with teddy bridgewater 
leaving the game with a concussion, but I think they, I don't know. The Ravens are just good. They're just going to handle bad teams. Cause that's what, that's what the Ravens always do. They always handle bad teams and they struggle against teams that, uh, that pass the ball a ton. Uh, your number three. Uh, my three. So we're going to do some, we're going to be in that the, some of those big numbers we talked about. I'm going to go with the Vikings, the Vikings. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, you're to three offensive linemen for the lions or well, one, the lions just got waxed by the bears <laughs> in a, in a yes. game plan where they basically did the, what Sean Payton's doing with, you know, James Winston and they really had no shot of beating the bears. Uh, but now no Frank Ragnow, no Tyler, Taylor Decker, no Panay Sewell in this game. Vikings still like the one element of their defense that's still functional is the defensive front. So, I mean, it's just pretty cut and dry. And, and then this Lions defense is just absolutely awful uh, on all aspects. So, so I mean, maybe, maybe the Vikings just have a little bit of, we'll see what today if Dalvin Cook practices or not, but maybe they just say, dude, take the week off. But we'll roll Madison again against this terrible defense. Um, but yeah, Vikings are interesting. I think they've got a lot of plays on the board too for DFS this week too. So uh, I'm just going to lay the 10 here because I just think the, the one, the Lions are bad. They've got injuries on the one part of their team that's good. The offensive that's line. good. And Hawkinson's right. banged up too, included in that. So like, oh yeah, that's rough, man. <laughs> yeah. So I, I couldn't get there. I could not get there. I agree. Yeah. It's 10 points, man. It's, it's 10 points. And it's like, you know, Dalvin cook is banged up and like, I, but the Vikings, I, so I took in survivor this week. Cause so I clearly, I, I think that the lions are not winning this game. It's just like, I don't know the second, the second that I, uh, that I give Kirk cousins, like a little bit of rope is the second that he just owns you <laughs> so hard. Like he is the uh, Kirk cousins, man. I mean, the it second is 10 you start to believe Dan, in that guy. It is 10 points. Like, Dan Campbell's going to be the not, the non-quit guy. You, with the Lions, you always have to worry about that back door, man. Yes. Well, <laughs> so you have to worry about the back door because they were so, like, I feel like it's kind of like an anchor effect thing with them because they were so aggressive passing in the fourth quarter of that first game. They get the onside kick. And I feel like, actually, that might color our perceptions of them in a way that's not useful because after that, they get blown out by the Packers. They throw 36 times and score 17 points. Mm -hmm. They play a much more controlled game. Goff doesn't throw for a touchdown in that game at all. And they lose to the Bears. They throw 38 times. And the, the back door was never really live there either. Like, I, mm -hmm. I actually think maybe the Lions are way worse than we're giving them credit for just because of that game against the 49ers. And all season long... Like all season long, we're going to be like, I don't know. You got to be scared about Cleef Raymond and Jared Goff in the fourth <laughs> quarter. And then it turns out you actually don't have to be scared about Cleef Raymond and Jared Goff in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So, are, are, are all these injuries kind of pushing you off of uh, anything with DeAndre Swift this week or? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think if I'm taking like a terrible pass catching running back, I actually think it's Najee because Najee is going to get like 25 touches a game and eight of them coming via target. And I actually, I actually have the Broncos in mind, but like, I just expect this to be a, a disgusting, uh, you know, uh, jets bills, 2012 era game where it's just like both teams try to get to 40 rushing attempts first. Um, Cause they both teams want to hide their quarterback in this game. But uh, my number three is the Kansas city chiefs minus three points at home against the Buffalo bills. I, I wavered on this one a lot because the chiefs are playing a little bit worse on offense than 
we want them to be doing and the defense is bad i mean the defense is straight up like it's a it's a real problem at this point they're not getting they don't generate any pass rush they it's it's i guess it's really the same formula they've had it's the last couple of years where they've just generated on guys trying to make plays like waiting on honey badger or Sorensen to make plays while while i mean they're they're, they're ben not breaking but like breaking their their break and break on on defense right now but you know josh allen he's beaten up on these bad teams the last couple of weeks but the the first two weeks he looked really inaccurate right he looked uh he looked a lot more like you know 2019 josh allen so i don't know three points mahomes they're they're still the best team in football i'm taking the three points at home with the chiefs you don't get them at three very often. I didn't have it yep. on here, but it's just, you know, the, I got out last week. I had the Chiefs, so they they covered for me, so I was pretty happy uh, that I got got there. But, yeah, man, when you don't force the Eagles to punt and you get 460 yards to the Eagles, yep. I mean, this defense is an absolute travesty right now. It reminds us of the old Bob Sutton Chiefs defenses. Like, they are just – they can't yep. tackle anybody. It's just a joke right now. Like, they it's it's rough. It's real rough. And I mean, this is the game, right? So we've seen it. Uh, we, we came to the season and say, well, who's the, one of these young quarterbacks? Like who's none of these guys have really gone toe to toe with Mahomes and come out ahead. And Lamar finally got his first, you know, his first win this year. Herbert then gets his win. Is Josh Allen going to get his first one? Like, uh, uh, so the, we're going to see that because we, we can't take the, like Josh Allen serious. We can't take any of these guys serious until they beat Mahomes. So uh, this yep. is Josh Allen's chance. You know, they, they were 0-2 last year. Uh, and, you know, it's going to be interesting to see because this defense is playing so bad that it's hard to even really go in and off anything. But they, 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 Spags had a lot of good game plans for Josh Allen last year. Uh, he was really bad under pressure in the two games. But it's like, can they even get home? Does it even matter with how bad this, you know, Chiefs defense has been to start the year? Um, so, I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting game. I'm really excited for it uh, because I, I, I want to see Josh Allen, like, see if he can rise up uh, in these in one of these big games. Because you've seen it to start this year. The, the 2019 Josh Allen is like trying to come out a little bit more than last yes, year. Yes, that, that's, that's kind of my, that's kind of my thesis is that Allen is, you know, sailing some more of these passes. He's, uh, you know, dropping deeper and deeper into the pocket, trying to evade pressure. Like, remember that, remember that play he had as a rookie where he ran, like he took like a minus 38 yard sack or something like that. Like, I don't the guy just tries things and I commend him for it. But some of those things that you try uh, are not um, are not like the greatest possible thing. That yeah, they did a great job like reeling that in last year. But you see just a little bit of it where it's like, oh, that that's still like in there trying to come out. You know, you have the one little you know kind of remember you if you have like a friend that's like likes to fight friend and like you go out with yep. them and you're just like you're just like I don't know man like I gotta be careful like around this dude like he's you know he might just for some dude looking at him or something like, you know, likes the fight guy. Like Josh Allen has like that little just inkling underneath him of like, just like this team might do something wild, man. Like, you yep. know, uh, but I'm excited. I'm super excited for this game. Obviously it's going to be a long Sunday, man. We got that London game start and we have that great Ugh. Sunday night game. It's going to be a long, long Sunday. You know what? I don't think I need to watch that London game. I think I, I think I'm fine to not watch jets and Falcons without Calvin. <laughs> I say that, but you know, you'll be awake and it'll be on. <laughs> It'll be on. It'll be on, but I probably won't be. It'll be on, but I won't be locked in. You know, you know how that goes. Yeah, we make. Um, all right. What's your what's your number two? Uh, let's see. Where were we at? Uh, oh, my number two is the uh, the Patriots. Um, I mean, this I mean, I feel like it should be maybe it should. It's just not as high because it's just Mac Jones. But like, I don't know what the number you could give me right now that I wouldn't lay against Davis Mills. 
I'm just I mean, not I, sure. I took, I got to be honest, I took <laughs> 16 and a half last week and uh, it turned out to not be enough points. I, I don't know what the, what you could possibly give me to, to back Davis Mills. I mean, they have scored, they have scored on two of their 21 possessions the last two weeks with him as the starter. Uh, it is bad. I mean, the Patriots defense still game, uh, obviously. And then you have the rookie kind of factor versus, you know, Belichick, you know, 26 and six against rookie quarterbacks all time. I mean, I just don't know what the number is. It, it's definitely not single digits. I'll tell you that. Like if it's in single digits, I'm going to lay it. So I'm just going to take and bet everything against Davis Mills. That I can. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so this one, this one didn't make mine, but I got clearly, I have no problem with this. I mean, <laughs> You're right. I, I, it just seems like he's not an NFL quarterback. And if you have a team with not a ton of good skill position players, a bad offensive line that you just want to run the ball all the time. I mean, the, the, the interesting wrinkle here though, the Patriots could not run the ball at all last week. And this is, so this is going to be the first game without James white, where uh, we're actually going to get to see JJ Taylor Damian Harris and Brandon Bolden play in like a, like a real rotation. I wonder if JJ Taylor is like a super sneaky waiver wire guy this week. And in a, in a game where they can actually move the ball a little bit. Like, I wonder if JJ Taylor just plays instead of Bolden. Like, I wonder if, if Bolden snaps kind of evaporate here. I also wonder though, be based on the last two teams that they played, they faced the saints and bucks. Uh, they, you know, obviously weren't going to come in with a run heavy game plan that if Ramondre does end up dressing for this game instead of Taylor. Yes. Yeah. I could see that happening as well, because this is a team where you line it up from a a game planning stance. Like you don't need Ramondre against the bucks. There's no sense to have active. You're not, you already come in. You're like, we're not going to run the football anyways. Like even when we do give our token carries, which they didn't even really kind of have because no one does against the bucks. There's just no point to have him really active. You might as well have another pass catcher active. I wonder if he ends up dressing for this game because game script is going to allow them. I know a lot of like Jacoby Myers is getting a lot of steam, but I just don't think the dropbacks are going to be there the like they were the last two weeks. I mean, they had 56 and 48 team dropbacks the past two weeks against the Saints and the Bucks. I don't think we get there against the Texans team. I think it's going to be more like in the low 30s, like we were early in the season. I think it's definitely going to be a, uh, a, a, a go ahead, Mac. Don't turn it over. Just stay ahead of the sticks. We'll rely on Davis Mills to give us a few uh, and just kind of get out of here. Yeah. So, Ramondre and JJ Taylor. I think if either of them got dropped in your league this last week, uh, I, I think I would I would take some stabs at both of them as as pickups this week because the the uh, the running back situation, well, it uh, it remains not great. Uh, all right, my number two. That that's right. Yeah. So my number two is the Chicago Bears plus five and a half points at the Las Vegas Raiders. Fields showed us a little bit of something last week. Um, still, they still have not really like um, unleashed him as like a, a passer or as run. I think he only had three rushing attempts last week. But to me, the market also continues to overrate the Raiders because I literally I think it's very similar to the Lions. I think we're overrating the Raiders because of that Monday night victory against the Baltimore Ravens, which was uh, just an all time weird game back in. Week one, five and a half points feels like a lot. I do not believe in Derek Carr more than I ever have. Uh, I don't believe in John Gruden more than I ever have, though. And and Fields did a lot of what we we thought he would do, which is he looked really bad against a good defense in week three. He looked much more competent against the Lions last week. I think the Raiders on defense are 
closer to the uh, Lions and ability than the Cleveland Browns. So Bears plus five and a half here. I feel pr- I feel pretty good about this one. But again, you know, Fields has been, Fields has definitely been a wild card. Uh, I I'll, I will I will say that he's definitely been a wild card as a rookie so far. And they went back to letting Bill Lazor call plays last week. You know, yep. he he called plays at the end of last season when they kind of turned Mitchell Trubisky around. Even I know they had some opponent, you know, influence there like they did last week as well. But it looks like Bill Lazor just has a much firmer grasp on what to do with with these kind of quarterbacks that are, are mobile, get them on the move. I mean, listen, Fields was taking – we finally saw him take downfield shots. We did a podcast last week, my, me and Dan Pazuta talked about just like it, – it was like Matt Nagy never watched Justin Fields play. Fields play. Yeah. Like last week, to have him just sit in the quick game because the quick game is not Justin Fields' game at all. Uh, and they finally had it last week, and you know they didn't have him drop back a lot, but he was pushing the ball downfield. I mean, the, the Bears coming into last week had completed one pass further than 15 yards downfield, and he had five completions on those throws last week. Uh, so I mean, at least they had, at least they came to light throughout the week and, and realized that they just have to move forward playing him. Uh, kudos. To, I don't know if he actually made the decision himself, Matt Nagy, but at least. Uh, it won out in the end right yeah uh and it's not like bill laser it's 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 kind of funny because it's not like bill laser is this uh amazing play caller with this yeah like it's it's (laughs) it's just like he just kind of like understands at a base level what justin fields should be doing so there we go that's uh that is my that's my that's my number two for this week what is your number one I assume it's the same one, which I don't think has done us very well to start when we agree on number one. Uh, we were number one on the Patriots la- or the Bucks last week. That did not happen in the field goal fest, but I'm assuming we like the Cardinals. Yep. Hey, yeah. we didn't even. Yeah. Yeah. It's got, it's got to be the Cardinals. I mean, how is it? How is it not? It's too low. I still feel like, uh, you know, if you can get it under a touchdown, I still, I mean, this team right now is just in fuego, man. You can play perfect defense against Kyler Murray and it doesn't matter. I mean, the Rams called, uh, had several plays where they had a perfect defensive play call and it just did not matter. It didn't matter at all. And like, that's scary. Uh, I mean, this team, they have 400 yards or more uh, of offense in all the first four games. The first time they've done that in in their team history. They're the only team that's hit their implied team total in all four games, which we always love. Uh, And I just don't know if the 49ers can, can just punch with them, you know, especially with Trey Lance. I mean, I'm definitely excited for Trey Lance to be playing, but there's definitely... Uh, from what we've seen from Trey Lance so far is like, he's going to be very streaky. Like he could definitely give you like three or four possessions in a row where it, it looks really bad. And if you give the Cardinals three or four possessions of, of leeway, I mean, they're just going to run away from you. Yeah. So that's basically my thought too, is like uh, Trey Lance is like a fine start in fantasy or whatever this week he'll do his running. Uh, he'll, you know, he'll probably hit Debo or Kittle or Ayuk for like some insane broken play they're standing wide open 60 yards down the field or whatever but every every quote from every 49ers coach this week is like well you know we know there's going to be some bumps in the road or you know we weren't planning on starting him this early or you know x y or z and like I don't know I, I I don't know a ton about scouting quarterbacks and stuff but it seems like people have concern about his mechanics and like I I'm not worried about Trey Lance in the long term I don't, I, I'm not taking this line to pick on Trey Lance, but it's just like the Cardinals are finally running the offense that they should have been running the entire time that Kyler's been the quarterback. For whatever reason, adding AJ Green seems to be 
the the straw that's stirring the drink for them uh you know i i don't know why that, and rondale rondale adding rondale into that offense has been good for them too but and honestly the, chase edmonds the, him yeah. being the lead back just this style of the way he is as a lead back is more conducive to what they had with like Kenyon drake as the the lead guy like chase edmonds really fits as the 1a uh, and then just you bring connor at the goal line or when you need to salt away games but i think that's a big difference too yeah, no, I, I think you're I think you're right. I mean, just just having a guy whose main asset is being a pass catcher as your lead back. Yeah, think I think of all those Texas their tech identity. backs. Like all those yeah. Texas tech backs. Like they were never like Yeah, like, DeAndre Washington. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be serviceable in the pass game and, and provide offensive flexibility. Like Kenyon Drake's not doing that for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh so so I think that um I think that that makes uh, I think that that makes a ton of sense. So I don't I'm know. So the the Trey Lance thing I think is funny because you could tell it's clear they didn't want to play this kid yet. It's very yeah. clear, and all the quotes are they saying, it and it's it, and what's happened on the field is suggested as well. But also like, what if he plays well? Now the Pandora's box is like Kyle Sheenan's going to lose his mind because he already hates everybody from the past yep. year of his life. Like man, if if Lance came out and played amazing. And going, you have now have to go into the bye, and he's got to listen to this. Like, dude, Kyle Shanahan's gonna lose. Yeah, they they mind. they win they win this game. <laughs> they're they're losing the whole game. Maybe maybe Lance has like a shaky first half, throws an interception or something, <laughs> then comes out in the second half, like leads like a great drive in like four minutes. Uh, you know, for, fourth quarter come you know comes back, completes like three passes, like you know, run, runs for a first down on third and 13, like shoulders, a safety off or something. You're right. He is absolutely going to lose his mind. He's going to be miserable. Cause he's, he's already hated us. I mean, the one thing I will say for Trey Lance in this game versus two weeks ago at Justin Fields is that Trey Lance is just in much better hands. <laughs> like they're going to have some, it's, he's, I don't expect him to come out and have like the, like a game like Fields had against the Browns. Uh, I just think that the, the 49ers aren't going to put him in a spot to do that. Now, does that mean he's going to have a great game? Definitely not either. There's still a range of outcomes here, but I definitely don't think it'll be a complete flat line. Like where the Bears couldn't even like get a first down in that game. I don't think we'll have that here. No, no. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 guess, I guess that is the thing is like you feel like Shanahan will at least have um, a decent enough game plan so that Lance does, is not uh, – what he's got one one rushing attempt and one passing attempt at the half or whatever like that that is not going to happen here but i just think the the cardinals are i mean I, I, if jimmy garoppolo was the quarterback i'd probably take the cardinals here too i mean they're just playing better football right now they're they're just simply a better team so hey, you almost feel even more sketchy with the lance factor <laughs> yeah like like lance like the at least the range of outcomes with lance is, is far wider you know like lance could Lance could definitely make you feel stupid about this. Like you could just be like, oh, well, uh, yeah, I just got, I just got rugged by Trey Lance. He just, he just turned into a superhuman in the second half and threw like an 80 yard frozen rope to Brandon Ayuk standing alone in the end zone. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, yeah. it's, it's, it's fun though. It's, it's going to be interesting because uh, you know, this DFS, like the 4 PM games usually want to have bullets, but like you could definitely see make an argument for all those games kind of not being like hit going over either. Yeah um all right what uh what are you thinking for dfs this week i mean it's a very uh it's a very odd week for dfs because the the chiefs are not on it the bills are not on it 
uh you know we we really just have we the really rams just, have, just played rams rams just played yeah i mean it's it's a very odd week i mean the the cowboys giants game is going to be the uh the marquee game for us yeah anytime the giants are part of a chalky uh game stack it's it's pretty sketchy right like it's like oh yeah i don't feel really great about that uh locking in on that and we, we have a weird running back week too because we've got all these mid-round guys and we might get madison still too you know might have madison leonard fournette uh damian williams is just super cheap uh like we get a lot of mid-range guys that are and we and who knows yeah if something happens with chase edmonds and james connor ends up being a starter like a lot of mid-priced guys uh are, could be on the board and these wide receivers are all the good wide receivers aren't on the slate except for Devontae adams and justin jefferson so uh yeah it's gonna be an interesting week i haven't really settled on anything yet i tell you what i do a couple like i there's a couple spots i like that i don't think have really gained a lot of steam one is the Bengals uh passing stack uh because the you're going to get T Higgins back. You remove Joe Mixon. We saw on Thursday night, they were finally more aggressive on early downs and the Packers are going to be without all these DBs. Probably even if Jair plays, he's going to play with the harness on his uh, shoulder, which doesn't seem optimal uh, at the, any level. What is that dude? <laughs> yeah. That's so, so bizarre. <laughs> so uh, I do kind of like the Bengals cause you can always run that back with Dev- Devante. You know, you can, you can play burrow and chase or burrow and Higgins double sack. You go skinny and then you can bring it back with Devante. Uh, and then I also kind of like the Jaguars side uh, for the reasons we talked about the Titans defense. Yes. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and Chenault and Jones are cheap. And Trevor Lawrence is really cheap. Like, yeah. Tre- Trevor Lawrence is really cheap. And he started, he's got more designed runs the past two weeks because he's like a direct pivot off of like Lance, where Lance is priced. And it's like Trevor Lawrence could be kind of a sneaky guy, gets you 20 to 25 easy against the Titans. Uh, so, I mean, I do like that. And he's obviously a natural run back, bring back the big dog if you're playing the big dog. Uh, but the Jaguars side seems pretty interesting because, yeah, you remove Shark. So it's just more targets for Jones and Visca. And you got like this guy that is, you know, Trevor Lawrence come off his best game and he's getting some more runs. Uh, yeah, that I kind of like the Jaguar side too. Yeah, I, I, I actually, I actually think that, and that it, uh, you know, it makes a ton of sense. You go, let's see here. We go Lawrence, we go big dog and we double stack him with Chenault and Marvin Jones on DK. And, uh, you have 24,700 remaining for running back wide receiver, tight end flex defense. So you can, you can do some stuff there. That's, uh, that's pretty appealing. What about uh, what about seventy five hundred dollar DJ Moore? How do you feel about how do you feel about that? Our our guy DJ Moore finally getting some respect put on his name. Yeah, they finally upped his price. I mean, look at this slate. Like we said, I think it, you got Devonte Adams and Justin Jefferson, and then you kind of get into those guys. You got DJ Moore and McLaurin. How about Debo's price? Like, I mean, listen, Debo's been amazing, but doesn't it just feel weird to like click on Debo's price where it's at? Like, it's it's like I understand he's been like amazing. But like it feels like a lot when I look at Debo's price, and I'm like, ooh, oh, over seven k Debo. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can pay. I don't know if I can pay seventy one hundred dollars for Debo. I mean, what is what is uh, comparatively what is IU cost? Yeah, forty five hundred, forty five hundred dollar Brandon IU much better play than seventy one hundred dollar Debo. I mean, Debo, he was eighty yards and a touchdown of his production last week came when the defense forgot about him, right? Yeah, and he had that long touchdown in week one, two against the Lions. So it was, it was an 80, he had an 80-yard touchdown in that game, too. 
but yeah, he's just a guy too. Like you don't think about his price being there. And it's totally warranted that they jacked it up though, too, because he was, he was kind of cheaper last week and then popped. And then obviously they're not gonna let that fly. So I do encourage when sites do that, but it's like, it's tough to click the button when you're just like, Ooh, this, this, this doesn't feel, something feels off, right? Like paying this much for Debo. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Tell people about everything going on over at Sharp Football, where they can click, who they should follow, all, all that good stuff. Yeah, at sharpfootballanalysis.com. The weekly worksheet's been off and running. It's been as robust as ever. Uh, so definitely check that stuff out over there at Lord Reeves on Twitter. I do the bet this show with you every Friday. I do a Wednesday show with uh, Dean and Daigle for Roto Grinders. And I do a uh, weekly podcast on Sharp Angles where I bring a guest on and we kind of just riff. So, hey, hit me up. Yep. All right, there we go. Follow Reeves, Sharp Football Analysis, do the thing. And uh, we'll be back next week. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.